In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Ben Franklin once quipped that the only sure things in this life are death and taxes. Well, I'm not going to charge you your taxes today, but over the course of our service today, we have had death in spades. We started today with a confirmation where I asked Travis and Whitney, do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith, word, and deed remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? And do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than to fall away from it? These questions come out of Jesus' statements in Matthew chapter 10, where he says, And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. In this section, Jesus is telling his disciples, and by extension, us, that we need not fear death. That God himself has the power of death and the life over death. And by the death of Jesus, he has gutted death of all its power. In Luther's flood prayer, in the baptism, we prayed that God would behold Rowan and Riley according to his boundless mercy and bless them with true faith in the Holy Spirit that through the saving flood of holy baptism, which all sin which has been inherited them from Adam and which they themselves have committed since would be drowned and they would die. This is what is, uh, St. Paul says in Romans 6 where he says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Baptism is the putting to death of the old sinful nature. It is drowned in the font and buried in the tomb of Jesus, and it never will rise again. Our gospel reading fit right in there as it's the story of the death of the only son of a widow. Now, I have heard the criticism of Christianity that says that we are obsessed with death. I've known pastors who have actually received complaints that they talk about death too much, and I'm not quite sure what's behind that, but I get the feeling that some folks worry that if we talk about death too much, that it's going to jump out of some dark corner and grab us and drag us away. Well, maybe that's a bit extreme, but sometimes I do get the feeling that people don't want to talk about death because it reminds them that they one day will die, and it makes that death all too real. Dear saints, death is our reality. I don't want to mince words, and so I will simply quote what St. Paul says in Romans 6. The consequence of sin, the wages of sin, is death. Adam disobeyed the command of God, and just as surely as he did, he died, as God said that he would. Death 
is at work in us as a result of mankind's rebellion against God. But this isn't something that just sort of sneaks up on us and catches us unawares, that we're sort of swept up in it as, as victims of the circumstances of our birth. No, indeed, we are actually active participants in this rebellion. St. Paul again says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. In you dwells nothing good, says St. Paul. But the thing that we also must acknowledge, that death, though an enemy, is also a defeated enemy. Christ has defeated death by his death and by his resurrection. So when a person is baptized, like Rowan and Riley were this morning, she is baptized into the death of Jesus. Her sins were drowned, and her old sinful nature was buried. And out of that water comes a new creature, a new creation. We saw it this morning as these two little lambs of Jesus died at this font with Jesus, and now they have been raised with him. And this is not true for these two, but it's true for all of us who have been baptized into Christ. Here's another beautiful word from our Savior. God is the God of the living. In Mark 12, Jesus reminds the Sadducees, who didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, that God, in speaking to Moses, said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning that these men who had drawn their final breath even before Moses was born were alive as Moses was hearing from God. God, who has power over life and over death, had declared these great patriarchs to be alive in him. What's remarkable about all of this is that they are addressed specifically by God by name. In the same way Jesus addressed the widow's son specifically in the gospel reading, in the same way God addressed Rowan and Riley by name in their baptisms this morning. When Christ calls the dead by name, they hear his voice, and they must obey it. When Christ calls the dead by name, they hear his voice, and they must return to the world of the living. Rowan and Riley have been named by Jesus, and when Jesus comes on the last day, he will call them by name, just as he did at the font, just as he did for the young man at Nain, and he will give to them eternal life. People loved by God, hear again the words and promises of Jesus, which he makes to all the baptized who believe in him. 
He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here, that when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, those who hear will live. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. This morning, Rowan and Riley were covered in the very righteousness of Jesus, just as you all were on the days of your baptisms. And though you may close your eyes in this life before Jesus returns, he will call you by name out of your grave, and you will be raised to life everlasting. In Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.